This episode of Broadcasting in Black and White is brought to you by Backpack Broadcasting. For all your live streaming needs, check out BackpackBroadcasting.com. Here at Broadcasting in Black and White, we try and break down the broadcasting industry by talking to those on the cutting edge. And in this episode, we have part two of our interview with Serena Morales of ESPN. Now, if you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, you can go back and do that right now. That's episode 13. But if you want to jump right in, let's bring you up to date. When we last left Serena, she was telling us about her time as a Nike field reporter. It was exhausting, to say the least. She was traveling from coast to coast with very little sleep, doing these interviews, and at the end of it, well, it was a rewarding experience, but one that she was somewhat thankful only lasted a year. With her year up, Serena was looking for her next job, and you might not believe where she started. And that is where we pick up this episode. When my year ended, I was like... I can't do this anymore. So I ended up working in an investment bank because I needed to make ends meet because that's the reality of life. Right. So Because well, then that's a natural t- transition. <laughs> you, go from, you go from Nike field reporter to investment banking. I got a temp. I was like, I just need she a temp job. She actually managed multi-million dollar accounts. Yep, yep. Um, that's why and, the market yep. got back together. Yeah, <laughs> she is the reason for that. She was. Uh, she believed in commodities trading. That no, was her I, big thing, right? I just filled in for like assistants who were uh, out I know. sick. Yeah, I was like, it wasn't really. I know when I say I worked at an investment bank, like, whoa, oh, look at yeah. you, cool guy. I was like, nah, I didn't do that. But that's all right. Let them think what they want. Right, right. You so know. go back to the original. <laughs> pretend we didn't just say anything. Did that, and then I was sideline reporting for Rise and files I started to like go back I was like I think I missed this because for a while it's very easy for someone to like get into a groove of like you know what I have a cool nine to five job that's not doing anything it's not exerting any energy for me like there's two people right there's like the person that like finds their happy place outside of the nine to five and then there's the person who's like I want my happy place to be 24 7 like I live this and that's right so like there's which is both fine and I started to go into the other way when I was at investment bank because it was like Nine to five, like, I'm doing some pretty easy tasks. Like, people were very nice to me. Like, I got to talk sports with all the guys there, and they were like, oh, cool. Like, no one ever talks sports to me. I'm always talking about numbers. I'm like, ah, I saw the Yankee game last night. Clutch, right? And, like, and Glenda, the normal secretary, doesn't really. <laughs> doesn't. Not, stereotypically, not there, there were not a lot of fans there that, were, that knew what was going on. I don't on, know so. why. In my head, they're all 80-year-old women. They're probably Glenn, all, yes. all hot 20-something-year-olds, yes, to be absolutely. honest, actually. I yeah. probably messed that yeah, up Yeah, what the hell, yeah. Joe? Um, <laughs> but I would, like, write blogs, like, while, like, you know, like, at lunchtime. Like, I was, it was fine. And, like, people were nice to me. But, I, but they all knew. They were like, this is not where you need to be. Right. But I was doing things outside, so I started training for the New York City Marathon at the yep. time. Like, I was just like, you know what? Like, maybe I find my happy place outside, and I start doing, like, you know, maybe photography, or I start my blog, or I do things like that. So, like, you start to, like, get those moments. And I was like, I had such an itch. I was like, no, I don't. I think I need the 24-hour. Like, I need that 24-7. Like, this is my job, and this is what I want to do. And so I ended up, looking for work and I couldn't get anything because what do you do when you're like Nike field reporter and like uh and with this weird background and then in London like there was nothing like I I didn't I had nothing to like show even though like you have a lot to show because it's such character building like experiences um so I just started looking for work and ended up getting a job at True TV started doing digital media there I was doing some on-camera stuff but again it was just like and you were working on Impractical Jokers Impractical Jokers and because that's so funny so oh my god still hysterical anytime I just want to laugh I (laughs) just throw that thing and they were so great and like but again I was just in this like I felt like I feel like we're in a place and even like now I think we're getting there but like 
when I first saw, you know, did television as like the means of changing the way people perceive things, right? Like, you know, waking up at 2.50 in the morning, I Snapchat my mornings like pretty regularly. And like, I'm always like, is this obnoxious? At 2.50 in the morning, yeah, yeah. you might just get some pretty creepy <laughs> Snapchat followers. <laughs> no, actually, followers. people were like, oh, my God, you wake up way earlier than I do. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I am the first one awake in all of the world. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I make the sunrise. I make the sunrise. The guys yeah. got to get up to make the coffee and the bagels and the donuts, but right. I got to get up to make sure that they get up. Right. So, right, they're watching me when they wake up. So, but yeah, and like, I, but I... So, so there was, like, this whole, like, I got to get back into it. But th- at that time, at True TV, like, again, it was just like, yeah, we'll do digital media like TV. And I'm like, no, they're they're supposed to complement each other. Right. It's completely different. Like, TV is TV, and digital media is digital media. And, like, you can do long form or short form. Like, now there's all these studies, like, well, people don't watch videos that are long. Well, no, if they're done right and if there's content's good, like then no, that's not true. And like TV again, like, you know, 60 minutes is like 60 minutes, right? right but like, but we have like these very structured rundowns in television that either we break out of those and do weird things and, and maybe sometime we'll, we'll test that out. But like, that's just such a like, that's the foundation that Newhouse teaches you. And right. I feel like the digital media is a place where it's like, Let's go beyond those things. I say this all the time on this podcast and to everyone I meet. The best advice I ever got at Syracuse, I think, was pr- from Professor Nicholson, who mm-hmm. told us that these are the rules except when they're not. So basically, yes. like, this is the rules in these newsroom. This, these are the rules in this newsroom because this is how we're spelling it out. But you're going to go to a different newsroom somewhere else, and a new news director is going to have his own set of rules, and that's the thing. So learn the rules and then kind of figure out how to break them. Right. Because then you can justify why you're breaking them. Exactly. With, yeah, so. and then that's so. And I was frustrated because I was like, "Here I am again," on True TV. Like I was like, "I want to do more in digital. I want to do this and that." So I ended up. Um, this is funny. This is where all the sports comes back in my life because how do you go from True TV to to National Geographic and then to ESPN? Right. It makes no sense. But I uh, I was friends with uh, someone in marketing. Um, Hayes Hayes Tauber. Who this is at True TV. This is at True TV. And I would I never worked directly for him. But he sat right around the corner from me, and I'd go in his office because he had the Yes Network on his television, okay. and I did not. And so daytime Yankee games, I would go in and be like, sorry, it's a ninth inning. Can I just come in and like watch some of this game? And he's like, sure, sit down. And right. he's like, I didn't realize what a big Yankee fan you were, blah, 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 all this. Like, oh, that's great. We're going to share our Yankee fandom together. Cool. So he knew me because of that. And then so I, he left and went to National Geographic. He's uh, now, he has a big job at National Geographic, nice. and I won't screw up his title. So, Uh-oh. yeah. So he took you to National Geographic? He t- so so he was there and went to National Geographic. And I was like, you know what? All right. I think I need to, like, figure my life out again. Like, the, that, that year, Hurricane Sandy took place. And uh, I went through a terrible breakup. Like, all these personal things in my life. Again, I was like, oh, do I go back to London or do I go somewhere else? Right. And I was looking for a job outside of New York. Because I think that's actually really important is to always live somewhere else not in your hometown for X amount, like a year or two. Like, I think that's a healthy situation for people to do. So, like, I was like, I'll look outside. And so I reached out to Hayes, and I was like, just just curious, anything going on at National Geographic? So, uh, <laughs> uh, No, not really. And, <laughs> right, no, nothing. And uh, he's like, would you move to D.C.? And I was yeah. like, absolutely, I'd be there in, like, two days. Listen, and- I remember this time in your life. We had some, oh, some my therapeutic God. moments on, on the couch via mm-hmm, phone here, mm-hmm. but... 
Um, that was like a big crossword for you because you, we were talking about, you know, getting back into local news and doing yep. this digital media thing. And do I go work for that? Where's my heart? And, and figuring that stuff out. So ultimately, what was it for you? It was the creativity. You? It was all like, well, at least I'll have some more creative control. I mean, I was really scared. And like, you know this, like, well, I really would like to go into sports journalism. Like, I'd like to do that. But and then so I had an offer to, to do the morning show. Um, for CNN and work like as a production person there. And yeah, I, Jim Murphy, right? Yeah. You were, we were talking. You were gonna be a PA over yeah. there. Yeah, and I was like, all right, maybe I do that, or maybe I do this job. I'm like, but that's gonna screw me up. Like, that's gonna screw up my future in yeah. sports journalism if I take a National Geographic job. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And I remember I was like, you know what? I at least will have my sanity of like I can be creative I can have more control over my career like as far as like what's interesting and who knows like maybe I end up doing social media type work for another brand that's connected to sports so right. I was like maybe maybe I just do this and I needed to get the heck out of New York and the hours for oh that morning God. show even though right what, what you do now yeah. no it was it was New Day that they were just starting mm -hmm. over there um, the show's still around CNN New Day and uh, Jim Murphy was starting the production on that show. I think he's VP of news now yeah. over at CNN. So definitely a good person. <laughs> yeah, good, <laughs> to, good to guy. Get in his office, I guess. He actually had helped me uh, when it came to getting the job that I have now over at Pix. But <laughs> um, real, real good guy. And then it was just really interesting because I, I know how torn you were. And you were like, do I want news? Do I want TV? Do yeah. I like, where am I going to go? And and getting down there, I think, though, was the best decision for you. Oh, my gosh. Um, my reason to work at ESPN is because of National Geographic. Crazy. Doesn't make How any sense. How does that happen? Yeah. Go ahead. So I... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out there getting pictures, uh, you know, of, of yeah, animals. Stuffed, stuffed animals in, yeah, the, yeah. in the office. Yes. We're doing safaris. We're doing if you've <laughs> never followed her. But also, wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's not gloss over National Geographic because while you were there, I mean, you did some really cool things oh. with their social media account. Yeah. And, and the number of followers, they had exploded while you were there. Yeah, yeah. So, so tell, you know. So Hayes, you know, he's like, you know what? Like, so I got this job. I, I started as a coordinator, like a social media coordinator. And I know I, like, I, again, I had the ideas of like, we should be doing this in this realm. But like, no one ever gave me the, the opportunity to go, why don't you take this, figure it out, and then go with it. Right. Like, no one has ever done that in my life. And it was great because Hayes Talbert did that. And so he's like, look, like, I don't know. You don't have much of a background in this, but... You're an athlete. You're smart. You can figure things out. Like, it's cool. And, like, I'm just going to trust you. And I'm like, okay. He had me build, like, in the interview, like, build out a strategy to for a show. And, like, that's how I got, like, the job. Like, he was like, that was one of the best strategies I've ever seen. And I was like, I'm ready to work. And so nice. moved down to what D.C. What was the show? It was uh, Fish Tank Kings. Okay. So, um, so I went down there and... Um, Nat Geo Wild, so it's National Geographic Channel, mm -hmm. and there's Nat Geo Society. So Nat Geo Channel is where I was going to promote shows and that whole shebang. And so Nat Geo Channel is the main one, and then Nat Geo Wild is all animals, right? And so that that really didn't have much of a foundation or anything. I think they were posting like one thing a day on Facebook and like mm. one tweet or whatever. No one, they didn't have enough people to work on it. So they hire me, and they're just like why don't you take over Nat Geo Wild and, like, just see what happens. Like, build out a strategy, like, go through. And I was like, I don't even know how to build out a strategy. And they're <laughs> like, all right. So, like, Hayes actually, I remember there was a moment where he's like, I'm going to teach you marketing 101. And, like, went into his office for an hour. And he was like, this is how you build out a strategy. And this is this. And I was like, oh, is it like an inverted triangle for journalism? Like, I remember <laughs> being, he was like, sure. Like, it's kind of like that, but it's not like that. Right. But, like, so I ended up, like, 
figuring out marketing 101, like in a, in an hour. Nice. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to figure this strategy out. And like, I ended up like loving building like these strategies for like said shows. So like Dr. Pole was like one of their big watch shows yep. or like, so things like that. So like it was perfect because it was challenging, but then I was like, oh, okay, I figured that out. Okay. Next thing. Right. So, and it was great because it was like, you promoted a different show every, you know, uh, quarter. So right. It was it was awesome because it was always like okay now I'm talking about these types of animals or you whatever. You got a new campaign that you're working on every yeah, quarter. and it was great and it was challenging and I had no idea what I was doing because I came in with like a completely fresh face like and a pers- fresh perspective and also like like no and a fresh face yeah and a fresh yeah, face obviously. I wash my face every day <laughs> uh, except on the weekends but no so like I came in with like this. Um, like you weren't jaded you weren't jaded from marketing right Right. like it was I was coming in from like sports journalism perspective and so it was like oh so like I would start being like we should tap into like Sunday football because like there's all these games they have like the Bears and like the Jaguars Mm. and I was like we have Bears and Jaguars like we should be doing that because I'm watching football day but if that game's not going so well maybe I should watch some animals since you you, like they showed that there was some crossover so we were like promoting our shows on ESPN so I was like clearly people who like sports also like animals. That's great. So and in both in both battles, the Jaguar lost, yes. right? <laughs> both. Yeah. Um, at that time, especially. At the time, so they're great jumpers. Um, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it became like where I took over and then, so like when I started, I was like, I'm just going to make a note of like where the numbers are because I'm just curious as to like where I can track, like what's cool about social media and digital media, you can track these things, yes, right? It's not like it's tangible, right, right there. Not like some ratings. It's just like, well, some people put them on paper and like there's a box and who knows how many people in the room and all of that I won't even go there Nielsen readings yeah yeah. cheese. we'll get somebody on from Nielsen yeah we need to talk to you so um, so I, I basically and Hayes was like just test things out. So I we started this thing called like Tush Tuesday where we put animal butts on because I was like, who doesn't like laugh at a funny animal butt? Like that's hilarious. So we did Tush Tuesdays and it would have to do with the animal butt that was going to be on television later on that <laughs> night. And then we had like Would You Rather Wednesdays. But I started doing these things that were like catchy. So it was like, if you like if you like the funny stuff that I'm posting on social media, then you might like our shows because they're very similar in like the way that we, you know, approach. I would like watch all the shows. I'm like, ha, huh, funny. You have the same like dad humor that I do. So I would have all these things and then like big cat week we would like like david bowie's hair always looked like a weird cat so like i would post like david bowie and like (laughs) and a cat it was like who wore it better and like it was all these things that were like working in other like magazines or you know other media like and it was just like all right i'm gonna just compare your buddy's calling you right now no worries (laughs) so i would compare um you know like i would just use all these you know, ideas that I saw and like apply it to Nat Geo. And it was like, great. So we started, I took note, like I think we were at 350,000 followers on Twitter. And when I left, it was at 3 million followers. Wow. On, for, and that was the year and change that I worked at National Geographic. For Facebook and Twitter, like, I think it was like, I don't know, like, again, it was quite like quadruple the numbers. Crazy. It was just crazy. But I had so much fun because I had full creative control with you know, this content with these. And so like I was working with like the head of Nat Geo Wild, Jeff Daniels, who's a genius. And we would go into meetings and I would be like, all right, so this is what the show's about. So what about this, this and this? And he would like give me, you know, these opportunities to work with the, the shows and like work with the, the like the producers and the directors. So like I was working with like the showrunner for Dr. Pole 
like every single day I would like talk to him and it was great because he'd send me photos from the field when they were taping behind the scenes I'm like oh, give great. me that stuff I want that stuff so I started doing that and but like that's how you that's and that Dr. Pohl show had like the best ratings that year and like just doing so well so like all of that so was there a post that you remember that just took off and you were like holy cow yeah. I did not think this was, was gonna, gonna hit like that yeah I, probably some of those Tish Tuesdays, but um, <laughs> I, me, memes, memes were great. Like there was a bear one time that was like that just had like this like bears. They're funny, but like with weird like furry bear hair. And I remember that I woke up like this was such a popular I thing. Woke up like so this. I posted this bear because they do they wake up like that and it's very easy to do. Um, they're bears, and so um, <laughs> so I remember I I. I wrote like I woke up like this and I think that was like I was like wow that's a lot of likes on that post and yeah. like the I think Dr. Pohl's like this old like farmer guy he's like from Switzerland I he's think he's a vet he's a vet he's a guy vet and um super awesome like old school type vet and it's a family run uh vet and like he lives in the middle of like nowhere and it's awesome and he drives everywhere and he's a huge he speeds and he and he's just amazing and he like cares about animals and such a good show and so but dr paul he's like hey what do you got like he has these great quotes but he's like He's just straight to the point, and it's awesome. And so I was just like, oh, you know those Ryan Gosling memes? It's like, hey, girl, like, oh, why yeah. don't I? And I was like, I, like again, like, it's just sitting and, like, thinking about. What was that about movie, that Steve Carell movie that he yes. was in that, that came from? Yes. With the dirty dancing thing where what he lifts him up movie? over the head. Yes, yes. Uh, and he was like, don't date my daughter. Yeah. What was that movie? I don't know. But anyway, I'm it's like, really what is I'm that I'm going to look it up. Keep Google. going. So, um, so I was like, well, how could I do Hey Girl and like with Dr. Pohl? So I started doing Hey Girl, you're always welcome to my farm. But it was like such a contrast of like personality that I thought like this is the <laughs> like the Ryan Gosling movie, with movies Steve with Carell. Steve Carell. It's crazy, crazy stupid stu- love. <laughs> there you uh, go. Aha. So we did. So I, it was great because, again, it was like. I think Hayes was the one who was like, you should do Hey Girls. Like, you should totally I love it. do that. And we, we, I had full reign. I had full, like... That's fantastic. I mean, like, we all, I feel like, starve for that. And if you are have that creative bone in your body, I mean, every creative person out there is probably like, hey, I want to do that, you know? Where, how did you get that? I want to meet this Hayes guy <laughs> um, right now. Yeah, because, you should go to National Geographic. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, because everybody wants to do that so much. So, um, sorry, people. Um, but anyway, uh, so so when you end up going to ESPN now, how do you make that transition? So yeah, so Hayes at the time again, Hayes like awesome. He um, knew I always wanted to go back into like on camera, doing on camera stuff, and um, whether it was television or or something. Right. But, um, and so he was just like, hey, if there's ever opportunity for you here to do any on camera stuff, like. Take take advantage of that. Like that's cool. Beautiful. You mean at at, uh, at National Geographic, yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. So like you know, every once in a while in digital, like we when remember when the Happy Dance came out, we yeah, did our yeah, own Nat Geo real. Happy Dance, and uh, so there were times where I was like producing digital video, which again I was like, this is it. This I love this, and like I ended up working with this guy Drew that I still adore to this day. Super genius, and he is a producer for National Geographic Channel, and so I would work with him on these digital videos that we use for social media, and. It 
it was cool because I got like the rest of the company involved in the marketing. It was like cool internal marketing. Like right. we feel proud about our channel because look at the cool stuff that we're doing but, in this channel. But not to mention there, you got everybody there excited about it. And then right there, I mean, how many employees are we talking about? I don't know, like 200. And so there you have a built-in 200 <laughs> audience who are going to like, share, yeah. and do that. And then that just grassroots. becomes exponential. Right. It's all grassroots. Right. If you're like proud of what you're doing, it right. makes such a difference. And so, yeah, I'd like... 200 people cheering for me to do this Nat Geo, like, you know, social media and, like, pushing the shows that they've been working so hard on. So I was like, well, what if we do this cool stuff? So, like, they were always on board for it. And so they were like, you know, you're really good on camera. And I was like, well, you know, I, I studied to do this kind of thing back then and, you know, whatever. And the camera naturally loves me. And, yes, absolutely. But, no, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, it's always a side thing that, like, I might like to do at some point, but not a big deal. Um, so I never really focused on it. I, you know, I was like, well, I'm, my head's in here now. Like, this is this is my job, and I was fully dedicated to it. And then I was, I, they asked me to, to host a talent show. And so I was like, I hosted a talent show that at National Geographic Channel. Like, they had, like, the whole society was, like, 500 people in the auditorium. So I did that. And then someone was like, hey, like, would you mind doing a video for us? It's for a contest. Like, we need a woman to do it. Like, and so we think you'd be pretty good. And I was like, okay, like, what's the script? Like, can I read something? And they're like, yeah, feel free to tweak things. Like, maybe help us work on the script. And okay. uh, this guy, Jason Lechko and, um, and Brian, Brian Everett, would, we worked on this video that, I don't know, Matt Jenkins filmed it. Like, it was like three of us, four of us, including myself. And we taped this, like, contest, and it was basically, like, become an explorer. And, like, National Geographic had this cool contest where it was, like, we'll pay you to go and, like, be an explorer and take photos and, like, become a National Geographic explorer. Awesome. It was, a, it was, like, a, it was like a Nike field reporter. Where do I sign up? Yeah, it's online. Um, and there's <laughs> a great, like, video for it today's <laughs> the contest. Weird. Um, so I did this, this video, and I was just, it was great because I was in a place where I was myself. Like, even though I was covering animals, I had no idea about I was learning and I was being a student and like it brought you like that's what a journalist is right they're right. always curious right and so I was very curious I'm like I don't know anything about lemurs but they're cool like let me find out about lemurs I'm gonna learn about lemurs so like it was awesome because I came at it with wide eyes but so I mean like I guess you have to have that thirst for knowledge. I mean, obviously, if you're going into journalism, that's something that you always need to have. But did you ever think prior to that that you'd be carrying that over to National Geographic? Right. And, like, I mean, like, you know, you think e e journalism takes you some crazy places, right? So you learn about some crazy things. But did you ever think that you were going to be learning about lemurs and get as excited about it <laughs> as oh you God. were then? Look at their big eyeballs. And, and do you think if you were working for a traditional news outlet, that you could have gotten as excited about it. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think so. I think it was because, and this is, yeah, good job, Joe. Because the <laughs> means, you. like the way that we are able to tell the stories in a non-traditional space makes so much more of a difference. Like, you can't have this conversation with me in a constructed situation that's like, we only have two minutes. Like, that doesn't give me enough time, like, right. for this type of thing. Like, and so, like, yeah, it was like, oh my God, well, what can I, what will be the best thing to tell about lemurs? Like, I think that was the foundation of journalism, right? Like, me the best stuff out of it that the people are going to find the most interesting but like we don't have time we never have time for that right we're so like time hungry and it's like and we even like talked about this in Newhouse I remember Professor Fote was just like hold the microphone just a little longer and like don't just go in there like give it an extra second or a minute because you might get the best stuff right after you get the important like how did you feel when you hit that three-point shot right like wait a second and go like 
you okay? Like that one, like, hey, you okay, buddy? That might be the, that might be the winner, right? <laughs> we don't ever wait. It's also, it's also why, um, you know, we talk so quickly, I think, here in New York. <laughs> For those of you who are having <laughs> right. trouble listening from wherever you may be listening. Yeah, but yeah. No, but, you know, that's, that's a great point, though. That moment of silence that is so hard for people like us to pause. <laughs> See what uh, I did there? Yes. See what I did there? That was good. No, thing. but it's so hard for us to take a breath and pause and let someone else fill that space and let someone else get their thoughts out because they need a second to think about what they're going to say or because they feel an obligation to fill the silence. Absolutely, right. There's that uncomfortable silence. And even like now, like there are times where. Like, I've learned at ESPN, like, in the beginning, I would, like, chuckle to fill, because I'm like, are they going to produce, like, are they going to cut to, to vi- video, or are they going to chuck? So I was filling that silence instead of just sitting there, like, all right, roll tape. You know, like, I, and they were like, you don't have to chuckle. I'm like, I'm just filling air. And they're like, you don't have to do that. Like, I would just, <laughs> <laughs> like, look at this video. <laughs> like, I was doing that. I was like, oh, I didn't. I really? I, I didn't realize I did that. I was just filling the air. I was producing myself. You right? were uncomfortable a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was silence. like, like you did you ever see? notice that before they pointed it out to you? I did. I was like, I think I'm chuckling. Are they like we were gonna tell you about them? Like, I had no idea. Like I I I saw I felt myself do it one time when it was completely unnecessary and I was like, okay. Alright, we gotta go back though, because all right, so we oh, haven't yeah, gotten yeah. to we're still <laughs> not even at ESPN. <laughs> Listen, the long and storied career of Serena Morales <laughs> has taken so many twists and turns, but Nagio did this video yeah. with these guys, and it, it was a place where I was very like I think I was just like, all right, let's let's do this video, and so I was just so myself in this video, and like you never get you always get the per- like if you watch any of these like hey try this you know cool thing out or like enter this contest it's always right. a generic person and it's always like someone who just you they pull off from the street and it's random Joe Schmo and not Joe Masiri. No, and, and, Schmo. Right, Schmo. Last name, that's S-C-H-M-O. Yes. Um, <laughs> and they always find that same guy or girl to do this who has no, like, personality or anything that's going on. Sorry for all those people, but Ooh. it's most <laughs> of the time. Most of the time. Ah, some of them are stars waiting to be discovered. You're absolutely right. And, and that has very helpful for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we were discovered. So, so anyway. Were, yeah, so I ended up going and doing this video and to apply for this contest and um, it was an awesome edited video it was like you could talk about this this or this and I was just myself and I don't know how this video I posted it I shared the video because I was still hoping that like one day in the world like I would end up being on camera and like doing you know cool videos or do you know go back into journalism somehow and right and so I just po- I posted said video, and uh, Rob King, who is the head of Sports Center uh, currently, um, he uh, found said video. He actually I went in for an interview, and he said to me, "I'm the, re- the reason you're here is because I, I I found you. I couldn't sleep one night. I still remember this. And like my jaw, you know, when your jaw drops and like you have to just push it back up, you're like, oh, okay. Um, he's like, you're. I couldn't sleep one night." You know, I had this position for six months at the time, and uh, I was like, we need to change it up. We need to change the way we're doing and approaching SportsCenter. And I started, I fat looked on YouTube, and he was also a very big fan of National Geographic. But, like, the way the stars aligned for this is pretty crazy. So he, he looked me up. He was on YouTube looking for videos, came across this 
random video that I did for National Geographic, which I remember at the time, I was so tired and so like worn out, but I was like, I'm going to do this video because one day it'll be great to have for my reel. Like didn't even think anything of it, but I was like, I got to do this video and it's fun and I like the guys, so I'm going to help them out. It was for, like, it was free. It wasn't like they're paying me any extra money. It was just an internal thing that I was doing. Wow. And so, and someone else was going to do it. And then this woman, Madi, was like, no, we want, I want a woman for this. Get Serena. So, like, I wasn't even the person that was going to do it. And then someone was like, no, 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 get Serena for it. She's good. She's going to be good for this. So, like, all of these moments, and I had so much work, but I was like, all right, I'll do it for you guys. And I was like, oh, it came out really, like, it was great. And, and like, it started raining. We were going to shoot outside. Like, all of these weird things were like, you're not going to do it. No, you're going to do it. So I did this video. And Rob King just happened to not sleep one night and, like, found my YouTube, like, found the thing on while searching YouTube at 2 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, hey, that's the way that you came across on that video was so natural. We just need people like you at SportsCenter. And then he goes, I found, I looked you up on LinkedIn. I saw that you, you know, have a background in journalism. It doesn't hurt that you have uh, that Syracuse background. That's very helpful. New house. At ESPN too. There's a oh, lot. Of, there's my a gosh, lot of so many. those floating us, them, we <laughs> them. floating. They around don't there. want you to. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and so I, I was brought in. That, well, you know, they found out that I had interviewed at ESPN long ago. Um, after Nike, I, I went through a round of interviews, and I like I remember I interviewed at ESPN and uh, Jerry Madelon. I met with him, and he goes, "You're great." We just don't know what to do with you, right? And that was always the, that was, I've heard that like so many times. Like no one knows what to do with me. And I'm like, that's so annoying because I feel like I don't know what to do, but like when I figure it out, I'm going to know. And that's going to be great. And so I, I felt like that was the point with, with Hayes when I was at National Geographic. It's like, we don't know what we're doing with, with this yet, but like just do it and then you'll know, right? Like that's, it, and that's scary, right? It, it sounds like a pubescent boy, his first encounter with a woman. I don't know what to <laughs> I do. I know I like it, I'm but supposed, I don't know what to do with right? it. Right, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm gonna figure it out, yeah. right? Like, but we've Let's never, see. you're right. We're freaking <laughs> natural, natural terms. Like, and that's what is so crazy. Like, it's just like, we don't know what to do, but why don't we just figure it out? But no one ever knew what to do with me. Like, no, I don't, like, I still hear it sometimes. Like, I don't know what to do with you. And I'm like, I'm, I can hear you. I don't know what to do either, but like, <laughs> give me something and I'll figure it out. And then I'll be like, all right, that didn't work. Let's try something else. So, right. um, so yeah, Rob King and, and I got to, and then, so I went through a series of interviews and it was funny because it was around the time that Derek Jeter was retiring as a Yankee. I wrote this long, like I wrote a blog because I was so, um, uh, Brian O'Neill. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> is he watching? No, he's not watching. He was uh, earlier, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm like, well, Brian O'Neill. So, uh, so yeah, it was just a weird series of events, and then it was just like a like just a lot of risks and a lot of like just weird. But I interviewed and and with Derek Jeter, I remember because like it's weird to go from Nat Geo to ESPN, and I remember I took time because I was actually upset about Derek Jeter retiring because. To me, and I, I've spoke about this to Scott Spinelli, another one of Newhouse grads, and I was like, I feel like it's the end of our childhood that Derek yep. Jeter retired. And as a person who grew up in the Bronx and like grew up watching the Yankees for so long, I felt like I needed to write about this for myself, if nothing else. And I wrote mm. this like one-page piece on like Derek Jeter retiring and how it, it symbolized the end of my childhood. And so I, I sent it to. Um, Mike McQuaid, who also oversees SportsCenter, 
And I was like, because he was like, do you, do you even watch sports? And I was like, that's a you know important question. And I was like, I do. <laughs> yeah, you're coming from National Geographic. Yeah, I mean, so I understood, you know, why that was a thing. But I was like, I do. You know, I played baseball for ten years, played basketball, volleyball. I ran, you know, I ran the New York City Marathon. Like, I'm very invested in this uh, area. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I sent him, I sent him the blog. And uh, I'll send it to you, Joe, but I think... I wrote it down oh, already. Okay, cool. We'll put it up. <laughs> yeah, so, and it was just, like, one of those things, like, I remember, like, because there's something to be said about, like, a guy who hung up his jersey, and that was the only jersey he ever wore, you know, like, that, and I, he was a poster on my wall, and, you know, like, Peyton Manning, you know, great, great athlete, you know, sort of the same sort of, like, the way that he carried himself on the field, but like you know, he was what you know he had to change teams, like from the Colts to the Broncos, like that's 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 different. And like, there's not many people athletes anymore that are not tainted by social media because social media is now catching everyone's flaws and all sorts of things, right? So, you know, there's there's few that are able to do that and leave the, the game so clean, like Derek Jeter. Like DJ, yeah. yeah. So. It meant a lot to me, and it was someone that I, like, admired, and I would even carry myself, the, like, when I was playing softball or baseball, I was like, I'm going to emulate the way that DJ does, like, yeah. I'm going to do this. So, but I happened, to, this all, again, like, happened to be like, well, I just happened to want to write a blog on Derek Cheater. He just happened to retire this year, and all these things and occurrences just happened to go and take place yeah. that I happened to have this. So it was, like, perfect, and I was, you know, I ended up getting a job at ESPN, and then... And that hat tip, tip video, how many times did you cry? <laughs> Let <laughs> oh me get a little background here. When, when Serena left National Geographic, uh, all of her, well, I don't know all of them, but a lot of her coworkers got together, and there was that big, uh, was it Gatorade? Gatorade. Gatorade oh, man, do you guys remember video. that hat tip video where it was yeah. like they're saying bye to the captain or tipping the, tip the cap? And it, that, that commercial made me, like, I, like I, that commercial gives me goosebumps and watching it and, like, makes me cry just watching the commercial. And then it was funny because all of Nat Geo was like, I'm not surprised you're going to ESPN. It was just hilarious because we were like, what the hell are you hiring a, a National Geographic person to go right. to ESPN? But they were all like, oh, we totally get it. Like, this was not your lane. And I was like, What's what? more primal than sports? <laughs> <laughs> so true. All those animalistic moves that we yeah. make on the field. But so, yeah. And then, so they did it. A tip the hat to me. Drew, the guy that I used to work with for all these Nat Geo videos, was like, did this surprising. And I was like, what? I'm crying hysterically. It's work. great. We will put that up over yeah, right, uh, You have a lot of things I know. I know, but that's okay. You know, that's what this is about. <laughs> that's that's the beauty of this format is they can learn things and then they can check it out and we'll have it in one place so yes. they don't have to go searching to go all over the web. But so you get to ESPN and, I mean, your dream job. Dream job was their show, but yes. you've got your dream job here yeah. now. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. It was really just not a matter of if, just a matter of when because they finally figured out what to do with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that's good. But what what went through your mind then? Um, so yeah, uh, besides like small heart attacks and all that, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Um, yeah, so I, I got, I went to ESPN in January. So like, I've just been there just over a year. Um, it's freezing there. Connecticut is a <laughs> interesting state. You can have Yankee fans and Patriots fans. Like, yeah. like oh, you can have, be yeah. a Yankee fan and a Pats fan at the same time, which doesn't make any sense. Like, I went into a bar and it had Red Sox and the Yankees, and I was like, I am in a state I of confusion. I am in a weird world. Yeah. ESPN did a commercial about that where yeah. they have the, what is it, Michigan and Ohio State yeah. couple kissing, and it's yeah. like, without sports, this wouldn't be this weird. This wouldn't be weird, right? It's yeah. weird, people. It's so weird. So, um... 
But in Connecticut, because they're like, oh, well, we're close to Boston. We're also close to New yeah. York. You can, and I was like, that's weird. So, um, but I get there and I start, you know, slow. I was, uh, I started doing like, so I was put in the social media group, uh, Sports Center social media group, who's currently killing it. Um, they have a lot of followers. <laughs> <laughs> And so I was in that group, and uh, we were just trying to feel out, like, what do we do? Like, you know, it takes time to, like, the, the whole trial and error thing is real. Yeah. So I ended up in a place where I was um, doing, take. I took over their Snapchat for a brief amount of time, which is when we kind of talked last. Right. And um, so I was, you know, again, I took over, like, the Nat Geo, like, idea. Like, all right, well, let me just build out this strategy, and I'll do... Uh, but like Snapchat videos every day. So it was like behind the scenes. Like I tried to show like, like Jay Harris is like just as cool like when he's on air as he is off air. Like awesome guy. Like Bob Lee, we call him like the, I think we call him the governor or the general and I can't think of the, okay. yeah, he's the general. Yeah, I'm like, wow, I'm thinking the governor from Walking Dead. Right, or um, Peyton Mar- Manning, the sheriff. Yeah, so, so you've got. Yeah, so um, which is great because Bob Lee is such like the OG and like the way that he comes in and like speaks uh, like all the FIFA, like everything. Oh that, my God, right. yeah. And he comes in, it's like, Bob's got it, like no big deal, and he's he's so great. Yeah, I was just, I mean, it's amazing. Well, FIFA, j- going off on a tangent here for a <laughs> second, but I was just at a panel discussion the other night with um, Pablo Torre and, um, oh, geez, and a, uh, man. I didn't bring a, you coffee, so I know, sorry. this is this is really going to bother me. I'm having one of those moments. Um, he's like the head of um, American soccer right now. Uh, you can look it up. Yeah, I know, but I can't. I'm not going to remember right okay. now. Anyway, so there was a panel discussion just about FIFA and how... Uh, with the new election, what it's going to mean, are we going to get the World Cup, and mm-hmm. where's American soccer going to be, and are, can, can we win the World Cup by the time it comes here, yeah. if and when it does? So just crazy things. I mean, MLS is so freaking popular, but total tangent there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. It's crazy Brazil is both right now, like the right. Olympics and the World Cup. And, and the Zika really, virus. And, <laughs> and polluted waters. Yeah. No, no big deal. Uh, yeah, whatever. It's actually really upsetting to me that like women who have trained for so long, like the Olympics, what's weird oh to be an God, Olympic yeah. athlete, like side note, right? Big side note. To be an Olympic athlete, going to Vancouver, like you train, like, you know, the world uh, finals are their their thing. But like it's basically you're training for every four years and you can only do it maybe four times. Right. Like that's that's a 20 year. That's you know, if you think about like that's 16 years of like dedication. But like because you're putting your body through crazy amounts of stress and all sorts of things like you don't have a long you have to finish it's like football players right like there's a it's a short span of like career and like our olympic athletes don't make a lot of money either like i think if you get a gold medal you get like twenty thousand dollars like right and so that's that's only if you get a gold medal only if you get a gold medal you don't even play it's like i don't know what you're doing or making or like like you know so it was crazy because when it was in russia like they, they didn't even have like good rooms for some of like the athletes and stuff like that but like we don't like in other countries like they, when you win a medal, when you are an Olympian, like you are given all of like you're set for life. You have all of the cattle you could ever want. Right, you get all the cattle. <laughs> so like, here's a cow for you know, like just being an Olympian, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. And so we, but we don't do that. And and so you are training your life to be represent America, which is like very important. Like right. that is like one of those like who doesn't want to stand there and like 
be be an American and being the best of all of Americans in one thing. <laughs> like that's amazing. And so you train so hard for that for three, four years, and then it's in a place that someone has picked, and there is the the dirtiest waters. People are getting viruses, and there's this one that was like a, a Brazilian who's like, I didn't feel sick, but I'm like, of course, because you've built up this immunity. immunity. Yeah, of course, sure. you're not getting sick. And she's yeah. like, but well, maybe it's because I live here. And I'm like, yes, absolutely, <laughs> right? Like, but so you work so hard, and now the Zika virus, which is, and it's like, and I have to now make the decision like of all this time I've been training right. all this time I've been training like when the ma- when the marathon was canceled because of Sandy oh, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. so distraught and I only trained for two years and I was not expecting to beat anyone but I was like I'm going for time and a mom is right. gonna run and so mom is gonna run yeah and like there's usually they need to do another job so like this is exhausting and like you're training for way more time than that and you are at a point where you're like I don't know if I can compete for my country because right. because I could end up affecting the future of my child's health and like what right. like I would be in, I wouldn't go I don't think if I was an athlete training all that I'd be like I'm gonna sit this one out and like that's infuriating because that means you're not getting the best athletes who should be competing against I mean each we're other. gonna we're gonna go into news now too in a little bit here but um, I mean yeah not getting the best athletes of competing against each other, but you're, you know, these are not professional athletes at this point. They can't be if they're right. going to the Olympics, except for some reason in basketball, which I don't, I don't get. Oh, um, <laughs> that's, so the IOC and all that is, is pretty confusing to begin with. And now they're saying when it comes to the Zika virus that you're going to get, uh, you can get it sexually transmitted. So you don't even have to get it as a mother. It's not just the women who have to worry about this. And then on top of that, forget the Zika virus. Now I got to go swim in these waters, which we talked about right. here. Like, which are gross. It's, it, but, but forget about all that. It's like, how did this place get. get okayed for it to begin with? And what kind of corruption goes on? Who goes, oh, this is a good idea. Right. Well, and let's how go did, swim in that water. That looks right. good. Let's go jump in the Kiwanis Canal. What, right. Yeah. That would be exactly the you grossest. You come out with gills. Yes. You'd you become a green monster. But. Yeah, no, it's infuriating. And it, and they end the World Cup. So, like, yeah, you don't have to worry about water, but it's gross. And, and, and I don't know how we're saying it now, but Qatar, Qatar, whatever we're saying yeah. this week. Now, with the World Cup, the next World Cup being in that area, yep. they wanted to do it in 120 degree heat. Right. Like, Does anyone think that what? this is a good idea? Idea. No, what? No, this poor, poor. Like, does anyone? Is anyone an athlete? And we're not. We're not purporting to be experts at this by any means. No, it's just common sense. Right. Like, common all right. Let's. Sense. Like, there should be like a process of elimination. And we won't even get into the human rights things and that sort of thing that goes right. on in, in, in countries like that. We won't like even that. do that. But okay. So, um, total tangent. We just <laughs> went on there, but that, that's okay. That's what this is about. Uh, Sunil Gulati is who I was talking about. Okay. By the way, the president of the U.S. Soccer Federation uh, and the executive uh, committee member for FIFA from the U.S. And uh, Joe uh, Lacassi, who is with ProScour, they actually helped buy the uh, help sell um, when the uh, they were talking about selling the bills there. Oh, okay. They were to- oh. moving them to Toronto and whatnot there too. Hmm. So he's he's been involved in that. Definitely some. It was some insightful talk to figure out where this whole thing is going. But anyway, so now you're at ESPN, bringing it back. Yeah, I'm like, back. oh, good to know. Um, and, and doing that social media stuff. And, and when did SportsCenter AM come out of the mix here? You know, they were, that was in the works for a while. And, um, and I think I was just sort of like, you know, how can we find balance? I think SportsCenter did a great job at trying to think, 
all right, we've got to have people that get along. Like, on camera, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Chemistry. Like, chem- thank you. There like, you go. See, we get a, along. It was a class that I took <laughs> back in high school. I tried to block it out, and yeah. apparently successfully. I did. Uh, yeah, no, on camera, chemistry is, like, a real, real thing. Like, right. you can hate someone. Like, I feel like Anchorman is, like, the best movie to watch to get all the behind. Like, that's actually what happened. Like, you can hate someone, and it's, like... Okay. Like, I always used to laugh um, listening to Susan Wallman and John mm-hmm. Sterling on the radio because I was like, I feel like they hate they, each, they other. Like each other. I yeah. think they're okay now, but, like, for a while I was like, I don't think they like each other. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> Joe's like, I don't know. But um, but it's it's funny. But So I think Sword Dinner did a great job at balancing that and also people that would get along. But, like, the balance of characters, like, like Jamie Sire, we left out before, like, Another, like, she's got a food blog, and she is, like, completely opposite of me. Like, she's, like, mm. friendly. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, completely friendly. She, she's, she has been, she was on the 9 o'clock Sports Center, 9 right. a.m. Sports Center. Um, Kevin Agani was on the 9 o'clock a.m. Sports Center. Um, and they work really well together. And then Jay Harris was at night, and they pulled him in, and you're like, wow, like, who knows how that's going to work out? And, like, Jay's been there forever. Kevin's, I think, been at ESPN for, like, nine years. Right. James has been there for, like, four, three or four years. And then I'm coming in. They pulled me in. Um, there were some other people that were floating around, but I was like, well, you know, like, I feel like I could add to the show. And they threw me on, took a risk again. Like, we'll just figure it out. We don't know what to do, but, like, let's just figure it out. And luckily, so far, so good. It's worked awesome. out. And, like, those guys are great. Like, there's a point where I bought an alarm clock. Jamie has the exact same <laughs> button alarm clock. Uh, Jamie is the same one. It's like this light. It's a Philips uh, alarm clock that like lights up. Like the light comes on. It it simulates like the sun rising, right? Yeah. So, so it's that slowly, your body can gradually. Get, yeah. um, so it's right next to my face, and um, <laughs> and it. But I was like, I'm gonna invest in this because there's no way I'm gonna get up at 2:50 in the morning every day. I don't say three because 2:50 that 10 minutes is like big difference. Oh, of course, it has a two in front of it. <laughs> yeah, Why do you think advertisers say something costs 19.99? It's right. not 20 well, bucks. It's not 20, right, My so. wife does that all the time. Oh, it's like, oh yeah, no, no I only spent like a hundred bucks. Uh, no, I spent less than hundred bucks. It was 99.99. Yeah, right. I'm like, no, you, you spent a hundred. That's a hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do with the penny? How'd you invest that <laughs> there? <laughs> I put it in the jars there. Yeah. Look at that. Good job, Buffett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Right. Yeah. So wake up at the time. So I, but like, and I, I hate, I hate life. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing at this time? And so, but then I, I drive to work in the middle of the dark and I'm like, no I no traffic, no traffic at all. It's great. Huh. Um, although they choose to do a lot of construction work at that time. Mm. And I'm like, why are the cops around? Like what's going on? Why is there a different route? Oh, well. So um, I get to work and I walk in and like literally it all changes. Like I'm from like meh to like ah, like nice. and I'm like this is great. And like Mark Eisman, one of the producers. Um, so it's Henry Heath who oversees is a CP and Mark Eisman is a producer and I see him every morning and like a gem. Like dude is like like there are moments because I'm still kind of getting myself accustomed to like television again and right. like being on like it's a three hour show so like. They're starting me slow, and I'm kind of getting acquainted with, like, how things are and, like, where I can find, like, place for me. So, like, at night, like, I send stories. I'm like, I want to talk about this. Like, this would be cool. Like, let me talk about this. And then I come in, and it's, like, a mix of that and, like, what the producers give me. And I feel I'm writing, um, like, you literally, 4 o'clock in the morning, like, 
open up that rundown. It's like, okay, start writing, be creative. And you're like, whoa, all right, like, let me just uh, get the... Yeah, but sometimes maybe that's easier because technically you're still dreaming at that <laughs> point, so you can be really creative. Right, like, I think this would be good. I'm going to put unicorn in here, right. <laughs> so <laughs> there's ever unicorn in my script because I was dreaming at 4 o'clock in go. the morning. Listen, wait a minute. I don't know if you saw that. I'm sure you've seen the squatty potty thing. Have you? Uh, right. The unicorn can go a long <laughs> way these days. I think unicorns should be used. You know when they do Dilfer's Dimes? Maybe they can yes. work it in there with the oh rainbow or something like that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Jeez. That's all right. You don't have to give me credit. You guys can use that one. Okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There are a lot of unicorns oh, on totally. our... totally. Unicorns are hot right now. Yeah. We did that. We did, the social media team did a funny Porzingis unicorn. You, yeah. I, I remember like, that one. That was yeah. great. And I was like, oh, you guys are smart. That was uh, KD, right? Did yeah, KD call him a that? unicorn. Unicorns are hot. Love Porzingis, yeah. too, also. Oh, my He's me. got a good name. Zinger? Yeah. KP? Yeah, KP. <laughs> Chris Stapps. Chris Stapps. a great... I, have you heard his rap song? I'm sure you've heard his rap song no. about him from... Uh, what is he from? La, uh, Latvia? Latvia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they there was a rap group. We'll put that on, on, <laughs> online as well. There's like a growing list. Oh, no. This is this happens all the time. This is the best, though. This is how you find out about things, by talking with people and sharing yeah. them. Word of mouth is the best way to find out about things. Really weird. Um, I thought it was whispering. Yeah, right? <laughs> 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 rap song Porzingis. Yeah, I'm writing down right now. Um, but really, really funny. It's 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 something you'll put on repeat, I'm sure, at all of your parties. But no, I don't I actually don't think that. But I think some EDM <laughs> group might come and work it out. I mean, I just heard, I learned about, somebody told me about Glitch Mob the other day. What? And I'm all about Glitch Mob. Apparently, music, you don't need to be able to play an instrument anymore. You just need to work a computer. Yeah, Completely. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Avicii. I'll go beat up the beat with the best <laughs> of them down at the Jersey Shore. I like yeah. to have a good time there. But anyway, so poor Zingus rap song. Yes, boots he's, and cats. he's great. Boots and cats and boots, <laughs> boots and, and cats and boots. I love it. <laughs> Oh my God, Zinger! I can't spell right now. Brain. Poor noggin. Um, okay, so, so yeah. So now I'm on the show, and it, it's a work in progress. But like, you know, there are days like, um, like I had this. I, I was talking about Lamarcus Aldridge. So like, research at ESPN. I've also like been buddy buddies with that whole group because I'm like, what can I basically like? I have these segments where it's like there's a you know a random sideline thing or like like the other day Drake was whispering in and um uh, on the Bulls holidays ear and like just, I'm like one how did Drake get that side like where is he sitting like right. why is he on the sidelines like that and two you know like why is he like chirping in someone's ear so that the Raptors would win and like he ended up causing a five second violation and like. The holiday could not like inbound the ball fast enough. Nice. And so I'm like, so that's the stuff that I like kind of cover right now, which is hilarious because that's the kind of stuff where you sit around with your your friends and you're watching the game and you're like, oh my god, it's hilarious. Did you see yeah. Drake chirping in this guy's ear? Like, I'm gonna make another annoying meme video that's gonna go viral. Just the other night, I saw Steph Curry, or actually, it may have been this morning when I was watching, but Steph Curry hit this ridiculous bank shot three from the corner on no Dirk way. Nowitzki, where he's turning around and they stop and they. I right now watching people in the background. Also, another trend that's going on yes. and they've got all these people who are putting their hands up uh, and like oh yeah he's gonna make it well before it happens right and this yeah. guy's like then they have the one fan who's got like her hands on her face like no can't yes. watch like it's home yes. and then they got the guy who's texting yes. there's always there's the always guy who's texting, texting and he missed it and then they call him out it's like oh yes. good job bro way don't to go to the do game that. <laughs> don't spend all that money to sit that close and oh, be on God. your phone but yeah and then I mean same thing with the going back to politics but the people in the background at all these you know speeches that they do you got them yes. going crazy yes. You got yeah. the sign language people. You should it's just hire actors to sit at all of those games. My question. I'm not hired? saying that they are, but uh, I am a know. real doctor, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I've become 
like, like, because I find certain things just fascinating. And so there was this one story that um, one of the researchers at uh, ESPN, uh, Brian Beasley, um, basically was like, "This is this is so you, Serena. Like, okay. figure this out." And it was on Lamarcus Aldridge. And at the time, um, pre, I forget what the day was, but it was within the past couple months. He decided he was going to cut off social media, like because he was like, oh, "I'm not yeah, playing well." That. So I forget what the exact numbers were, but it was it was dramatic to say the least like he was not shooting well pre when he was still on instagram and all that jazz right. and then there was like like he cut it off and in the next four or five games like Went totally right and he was playing great basketball and so i remember getting that story and i was like mark can we can we do this and he's like all right i'm in so I worked with like uh, the research group, like Brian, and I was like, okay, can we build out a graphic and all this? And then I was like, I mean, there's such small little things, but it's like, how do you make things memorable, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'd rather like, and if I'm gonna do three things on SportsCenter, like those three things are gonna be awesome. So right. that's like always my goal in the morning at four o'clock in the morning. Like, I'm gonna make these three things memorable. And so I remember I walked over to Jay Harris because I was doing it with Jay, and I was like, Jay. I got an idea. What if uh, you go on, you talk about the Spurs game, and you talk about like his performance, and then you're like, "What do you think of Lamarcus for performance?" And I'm, uh, I'm on my phone. Like, what if I'm like just like yep. on my phone? And then that's how we sell it. And he's like, "All right, I'm in. Like, do your thing." And I was like, "All right." And I was like, "I'm feeling good about life. Like, <laughs> woo woo." And so we went into it and did this. And like, I remember after I was like, "Did that work?" Because I was like really on my phone for a second, and I was right. like, "Oh, what? Huh?" And I was like, "He's like, what are you doing?" I'm like you know what, I should put my phone down. Kind of like LaMarcus Aldridge, which is like, and so I went into it, but I was like, that's how you make something just a little bit more memorable. Because if, you know, a thousand people are watching the show at that time, then that's a thousand people who may come back tomorrow. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that the other day, and, and that's it. And then they tell their friends, oh yeah, she was distracted. I love the way she did this, or right. what she did on the phone. Or it's like, and what is she doing? Oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Okay. Okay, people. Yeah. Uh, hey, you're bringing your phone on you set. You can't do that. You can't, that's, I mean, yeah. You're gonna get in trouble. Shefty can't see you. get Shef he, he can't be. He time. can't be that far away from his phone. No, he cannot. Yeah. I've seen him like pick up the phone like right on set and walks away, and you're like, all right. He's cool. gotta have. He's gotta have moments where he thinks it's vibrating, like ghost vibrating. Right. You know, because somebody's be. got to be calling him, oh, or texting him, or oh whatever the case may be. He's anyway, so so listen, let's talk about from this angle because one of the things that I, I think is really important here is trying to help some people in this industry kind of figure it out um, and how it works. And I think your path here is really interesting. So coming from Syracuse and, and that background first, was there, what was the best advice that you got there that you still use, you think? And was there bad advice that you got there too that you should say, oh, I shouldn't have listened to that? Hmm. Um, good advice. I think like we're definitely based on like ethics and, um, and what makes news news. Like I think like those were the two things that stood out, which I think Syracuse is one of the best journalism schools. It's the best. Come on, let's be serious. We're both <laughs> biased here. But like it's the best because because now in a, in the way that we we put like random stuff on like less is more, right? Like I want quantity over qual or quality over quantity because unless it's coffee. But uh <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute here. I okay, wait. So you're saying that you think right now people want quality content over quantity? <laughs> quality Quality over quantity. Right, that's yes. what you're saying. See, yes. I just well, I don't disagree with you, but I think that they want both, and that's the thing. I mean, when you think about it, with news, with television in general, um, with sports, even it's like 
there are so many channels, there's so much out there that things have never been better at the top, but they've never been worse either. You know, mm-hmm. you've got your housewives that do that. I mean, when you look at quality of basketball, just think about how many more games are televised now, right? You're yeah. going down to everything. So the quality of play is not going to be the best at that lower level. It's we need they they want both. The thing right. the thing that steps up that stands out we'll the most the... is the is the quality. But people are watching the everybody has their niche, you know what I mean? I suppose I think for 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 newsmakers, I think right, like there might be like whoever's doing like like my Snapchats are not the best quality. Like <laughs> right. I take a picture of my face at three o'clock in the morning, somewhat not best so, quality. Best quality, right. So that's not <laughs> but but you know, and I so here's there's two things, right? Like if it's not um if it's a game or if it's like stuff like that, like that stuff is already like that's real, right? right? That's reality. But like, I don't like the like. So I, th- I think behind the scenes stuff is valuable, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's a Pulling lot. Pulling back the curtain. All of that, like, right? I think that's important because not everyone looks like Beyonce all seconds of the day. So I get right. really frustrated when people will put on their Instagrams all the time, like these pictures, like I woke up like this. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't wake <laughs> up like this. Like you didn't do that. You're lying to me. Or like, hey, I'm here for this this event, and I'm like. That event is not in your picture at all. It's you with a very nice gown and a glass of wine, and that is not reality. Like, who was who was the uh, the actress who recently just tweeted a picture of herself and she was like, "Hey, there's a lot of oh come on, the the voice from her. She's in oh the, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson yeah. had a picture. I think she tweeted or Instagram, which um, is of her without makeup, and she was like, oh, all the team. There's a lot of team that goes into this. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, Here I am stripped down. Right. I mean, it's but like so. I think there's like there's that, but I think as far as like the short videos that we share and like those like there's certain things that I'm like how did that make the news how did that happen because there's a lot because there's so much of it right like I'm just like almost frustrated that I'm like this is what made the news over this because there's other great video that we're just not seeing because the noise is around here and I think that some like for for us as newsmakers and influencers like we need to be putting out things that are at least going to surface so like or like or or find things that are important that are better like I'm all about like but what Newhouse like taught us it was like does it evoke emotion right like emotion is key yeah right and so like that's always been the the key for me like does this like it, it could be stupid? Like there are do- like there was a dog on a motorcycle, which I was like, that's funny. It it made me chuckle. <laughs> well, right, that's an emotion. <laughs> right, it's an emotion. So I get that. But there are like you know how many people does this affect? Like mm. you know like things like that. We need to apply that lens and like the way that we filter. Like we need to apply that to social media because they think that it's different and it's not. Like I really think that that's like. Like, there are just stupid things. I'm like, why am I watching this right now? This is awful. Like, mm. but then there are people who have, like, taken advantage of those things, like, um, that have YouTube, you know, videos and those things are going viral and stuff like that because it's like, okay, like, I mean, there's also, like, process, you know, of, like, elimination and going through that. Like, I'm sure, like, maybe I'll get better at putting better pictures of myself on Snapchat, <laughs> you know, but I just think that, like, we should, like, I thought that was a really great, you know, like, learning for me at Newhouse and also Professor Vogt like she drove me crazy and she's wonderful and she's got like <laughs> nine Emmys for investigative reporting which I'll never forget but um Vogt had me lose my accent and 
at the time I was pretty uh, pissed. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was angry to say the least. I was a sophomore and I had her in like class. I think we were in the same class. And um, I would go, I'm Serena Morales and CC Noose, and I would say that Noose. And, noose. and uh, so that's not a noose, noose, right? Like I'm not being hung. Um, it's it's news. It's news, right? And so looking back at like things that I've recorded. Um, I think that was helpful for at least making myself available for people to understand what I'm saying. Right. Um, so, like, at the time, I was like, you're stripping away my everything. Like, my... Aren't my, you talking to me? You're talking to me. Aren't you like, talking right. to me, man? So, right. <laughs> We're now in Scarface. But, um, but so I never had that. But, yeah, it was like I sounded like a kid from the Bronx who, like... And, it, and again, it sucks because it was like, well, I could be an educated girl from the Bronx. I'm Puerto Rican, Colombian, and I can sound the way I sound. And, like, I can change the way that we see that, like, there's no education or whatever. It was like, I came from the Bronx. I'm an educated mofo. Like, I feel pretty smart. <laughs> like, I feel good. And so, but there's a lot of them there. We just don't, we never put that together because right. people like like me, like, end up, like, stripping that part of our identity a Wait little bit. Wait a minute. Bit. That was a bad pause spot. Ah. <laughs> People like me end up stripping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stripping that part of that the, identity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People end up being like stripping. Yeah. <laughs> that identity. Uh, so no, like, and so I think I was really frustrated at the time, and I think looking back, that was uh, something that was very beneficial for me because I think that like over time, right, you get to know me, and you're like, oh, okay, she talked like that, and that was her thing, and now she's learned to just speak in a more broad. Like, I can reach more a larger audience speaking with a better voice. <laughs> it's still a really annoying voice. I have to learn to speak lower, um, which only comes out when like I'm more comfortable. Like, But like if you're on air in the middle of a big studio at SportsCenter, I'm like, oh, this is great. I love it. Hey, Jay Harris, how's it going? What's going on? It's like, yeah, it's like, what did? Wait, where are you? What helium did you have? Also, yeah. what crack cocaine are you on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have to learn and start talking like this more, and that way mm. I will be better at my job. So not only did I lose the You're Puerto trying to get Rican. to the NPPR voice. Hello. We are an NPR. NPPR. I don't know mm. what I did there. That's I had an okay. extra P. I don't know if that's part. Yeah, you know me. Um, so what advice, I mean, would you give to somebody who's going into the field right now, um, especially given the uh, path that you took? Uh, the laser focus is important. And I don't mean like, like, it's funny, like, I went into... New house, and I went into a career that was like, all right, I'm going to be a sports journalist. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be on the Yankees, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to interview Derek Jeter, and it's going to be that's what I'm going to do. Right? Like, I don't mean, like, that's what I want to do because everyone wants to do that. And I got to tell people, like, you don't have to be a reporter to be a newsmaker. Like, mm. producers are just as important like the people behind the scenes like if unless not you, more so if yeah it, more so right like unless you have this massive ego that you need to like figure out like you don't need to be the reporter that's doing x interview because the producers and like the graphic guys and like all those people like even the pas that are cutting those highlights and stuff like those are important, right? right? You don't have, like, everyone's like, I want to be a sports journalist because I want to be in sports. There's so many other jobs, like right. research. Like, uh, like I sit with a group of, like, 10, 15 people every morning that put on that show. And there's a night crew. And they're working all hours, and they're watching the shows. So, like, you don't have to just be the one person you see on TV to think that, like, I want to be in sports. Like, that's not the case at all. Like, there are lawyers. There are people who are, like, doing things. Like, there's researchers. There's camera crew. Like, all of that. Like, 
And to your point, if that's what you want to do, you make your way around to it. You know, yes. you found it through social media, through doing that stuff for True TV, and then eventually came back around yeah. to being back on air. So mm-hmm. you can find that way, right? That outlet when it when the time is right. But all that stuff, I mean, that's what you need to do to right. That's what you're doing as a reporter. Let's be right. honest. You are making those phone calls, and so as a producer, you're doing that stuff that reporters are doing out in the field. Right. So it might um, lead if you if that that is your dream, and that's I mean, like, hey, that was our dream, right? right? And so like, and that's. But I think the focus is really like. So for me, I always found like as the years of like working in the industry, my my biggest priority was always to uh, tell the story a different way and to be as creative as possible and to um, be impactful and like those those were tangibles those one, one were more things. time were they creative creative impactful? Oh, I missed the first one and tell tell the story a different way mm. because mm. we we've heard the we've heard the fire we've heard the cat in the tree we've heard you know the home run like Every day there, you know, in baseball, there's probably going to be a home run. Someone's right. going to hit a home run. How are you going to tell that differently so that people are like, oh, that happened again? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? Like, it's the same, right? Like, there's always going to be a record broken. There's always going to be certain things that we just expect, and Although it's going to happen. Although Steph Curry's trying to prevent some records from ever being stop, broken. guy. <laughs> like, I know. How many threes can you shoot? Like, stop that. Um, when it comes to your day-to-day, I mean, do you have any tools that you use that other people might not or even, well... Just tools that you use in general because maybe the people listening don't tools. know about it. Yeah, you know, whether it's an app, whether it's a, whether it's a makeup thing, whether it's an organizer, any, anything mm. that you use. I use Wonderlist. Wonderlist, okay. I use okay. Wonderlist, um, which basically helps organize my life. Yeah. Um, I actually use Reddit. I read Reddit. You like, read it on Reddit? I, I read it on Reddit. Um, I, have, you read, have you read Alexis's book? Alexis no. Ohanian. Yeah, he uh, without their permission. Great book, right up your alley. You would love it. Um, I had the chance to meet him right after he wrote the book. I got to interview him, so we sat down for a while. Real cool dude. He's a Redskins fan, though. Oh, Sorry to say. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, <laughs> you like that? Not everybody's perfect. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> you like that? You know what's weird? Uh, I get message. I get message. Like this is the behind the scenes stuff. Like yeah. you're on television and then you get like messages from people who are just watching television right. and there so i actually take time and i will write people back like i like on snapchat as long as you're not sending inappropriate things like yeah. i will write you back and go thanks for watching i appreciate that so serena I, just before you go on there though i i have to say everybody uh, serena brought me back to snapchat because i was on a, a while back and and we were talking about this at well, what time was it probably 10 o'clock this morning yeah. we we're talking about the inappropriate um genital pics I will that block you got you. Yeah. If you do that, it will yeah, block please, you. please don't do that. Don't no, do that. That's it's just... inappropriate, and like your mom isn't proud of you, so don't do that. <laughs> Would you send that to your mother? Like, think about that and send me the things that oh you would like. Oh my god, I don't want to meet the person who says yes. Most people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Like that's gonna make me want to date you, but no. Like, so I, um, I do take the time to like write people back on Snapchat, on Instagram. People will like write me messages, and like someone's like asked for career advice, and I like clearly, I'm, I'll write you back, and I'll be like, stay focused, like, and that's the thing right like staying focused but then also hashtag inspiration hashtag inspiration but also <laughs> like if you stayed focused in like what you're doing like the the jobs right like and i write that in air quotes because like whatever job you take is allowing you to still like keep like creativity like for me right it was like staying creative like telling a different story and also like um what was my other thing i don't even remember oh and, and being impactful, impactful. Yeah. because so like even when i was at said investment bank 
I was like, how can I still keep those three things in, in my life? So like, all right, well, I'm running a half marathon. I, I thought about like, you know, t tracking this whole experience for me because I was not a runner. Like I played baseball, softball, like short distance situations, never right. ran more than like three miles in my life. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon. Like that seems like a good idea. And like that is a transition and it's like weird and you got to learn to run differently and all that stuff. And so like, I was like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell a story. Maybe I'll be creative. Like I was being, you know, I was taking different avenues to do that. So like, even though, and it, it gives you like your happy place. I'm like, no, I wasn't going to do no, that it's forever. It's definitely meditative in that. Right. And so like, but it was also like, all right, I'm going to do this to give me a position to do this, to go back to these things. So at True TV, again, I was like, okay, how can I be creative? How can I tell a story differently? I was, I was, you know, in digital media. So I was like, all right, so how can we do this? And like, so even though I was jumping around, like, and in covering different, you know, stories, it all came down to the fulfillment for me was, am I doing those three things? And if you have that laser focus, that is the laser focus that will get you to your dream job eventually. I really believe this, even though like, you know, you, you might need a Rob King to watch a YouTube video at this time and like all that stuff. Like, but it was, it and I had interviewed with them. So like my name was in the, in the books, right? It was in the file cabinet. <laughs> we don't have those anymore. Probably it's just a computer, but still, um, imagine if that file cabinet's like, oh, let me open your files, Serena. But it's great. Like if you have that well, hyper focus. that's what server farms are. They're just modern day file they cabinets really are, you're out right. the middle of it. <laughs> um, right. So one day, one day they're going to say, imagine having servers still, yeah. server farms. What's what? server The cloud. Farm? What's it's the cloud? in the air yeah. and like I've pulled out this like Instagram photo I saved years ago but like really it's scary but anyway like so the, that is the laser focus that I mean like you're always I think like if you just stay in that lane of like what is going to make me happy in my career it doesn't have to be like I'm going to talk about sports like yes that was one thing that was like I'd like to talk or cover sports in some capacity and as long as I have the creativity and this and that then whatever like maybe at a time at National Geographic I'd be like all right I still want to, I'm, I'm doing things that I'm happy with, but I want to cover sports. Like right. I had integrated sports very easily into the National Geographic family. So like that was pretty happy for me, but like there were, there were those moments. So like, I think that's kind of the, like I was looking at a job to uh, go to MLS at the time. Mm. Um, and so, cause I, and like, it's really cool that like soccer has become like a new thing and like big and here in America right. and like people are excited about it. Man, so KC like, sport or sporting KC. Yeah. Crazy out there. Yeah. And that's all, it was awesome. So like there's things like that, but I feel like that's the hyper focus. And so like, but yeah, I write, I write, like people back like on Instagram I write them back like someone and that's why I, I went to, from the Redskins someone's like hey I uh, want to go to a Redskins game with me and I was just like do you invite all strangers that you see on television and invite them to Redskins games and he was just like Oh, well, are you? I was like, I'm not even a Redskins fan. I'm a Giants fan. Do your fan. research, right? Bro. Come on. And he's like, so we'll go to a Redskins Giants game. And I was just like, oh, okay, sure. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, but to be fair, I'm a big fan of the movie A Bronx Tale. Mm. And in there, in that movie, he goes, <laughs> you know, well, were you at the bar? Tell tell your father where you were. Are you at the bar, son? And he goes, no. He goes, tell your father the truth. I was at the bar. See what I got to deal with? What do, you, what do you want me to say? The kid took a shot, right? Right. You know, the guy exactly. took a shot. Took I don't blame shot. him for taking the but shot. And he didn't advance it to further creepiness levels. And let's be honest. Remember, the guy took a shot 
with your job he too, did. you know, the, uh, over in London. Yeah. He said, he said he got I a guess Facebook I'll respond. message. You're right. Hey, you took a shot. So that's I don't why I respond. Yeah. Well, I do respond if you write nice things. Yeah. I usually will be like, thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Yeah. Like, and then people are like, oh my God, you wrote back. I'm like, well, you wrote me. So yes, I would write you back. There you, you know? go. That's so, fantastic. So yeah. Um, so that's an app. So what, where do you see then social media going? I mean, the future, whether it be you know, becomes more integrated, whether it becomes less integrated with television and more independent. Where, where do you see it going since you have yeah. your hands in it so much? I think that there, um, I think right now we force it into television. I think it's like, here are things on Twitter right. and here are things on Instagram. And I think, I think that we're getting to a place where I think they, bo- they both live in the same place. I think that like we just... People who watch television just have different habits now, which is why we're like, oh, we're supposed to do things on social media because our watching habits are different. But look at HBO and look at Netflix, who are, that's television, right? So, like, and they're killing it. And so, like, yes, you can watch it on, like, we have Sports Center. You can watch it on the ESPN app. So, like, you can be mobile and watch television. It's, and you can watch it later, right? Like, you don't, we, I mean, Sports Center's alive, so you Where don't want to do watch it. So Do you watch it on regular TV? I watch, or you, okay. I watch sports and on regular TV. Okay. But like, but there are like, if you look at like the the people and like the companies and like the stations that are killing it, HBO and, and Netflix have just adapted to the way that we watch television. And I think that like for social media, they should live together and they should complement each other. Like I think like Jimmy Fallon does this well. Like here's a cool clip from the show. If you like this type of stuff, then maybe you'd want to watch the show. Right. We're not giving you the full thing because this lives in this platform. Oh, my, I mean, every Monday it's John Oliver's on my Facebook feed. My you God, know what I mean? He's so great. It's he's hysterical. so great. So but, that's, right. but, every, but everybody on Facebook, I mean, it's just like, oh, we're just going to share what John Oliver said on Sunday. Yes. So they've got that huge thing going. Exactly. So if you don't watch and then like it'd be like but what happens if like your schedule changes one day and you're like you know what I'm going to stay up and watch John Oliver because I love watching him right. on Monday mornings on my Facebook feed right like I think that like I think instead of like Facebook fighting Twitter and Twitter fighting Snapchat and all these like I actually think we can all live in this world together and like that's what made like you have different strengths and like we need them all like I love that Snapchat actually wasn't bought out by Facebook when that whole thing was going on people were like silly like you turned down all this money from Facebook but I'm like no there needs to be that and there needs to be about like TV is going to be TV and it might change the way that we you know have certain things like I think Netflix and HBO are changing the way that we are watching television but also like social media is like is pulling down that curtain that we create on television. And I think that 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 would be the balance of, like, they live hand-in-hand and they complement each other versus one's fighting over this and one's doing this. Listen, we have been here, it's probably about two hours going on at this point. (laughs) So, And and I want to be respectful of your time because I know there are so many people who do want to see you and and hang out with you as as I do too. So I I think I've been greedy enough um, with this one, but I have so many more topics. I want to talk to you about networking. I want to talk to you about women in sports and broadcasting Mm. and, you know, I mean, your buddy Jessica Mendoza Mm. over there, we were talking about killing it in the booth and that sort of stuff. And, you know, um, there are so many things. So hopefully we can do this again. Mm-hmm. But before we go, I just want, um, so all these people who end up hearing this so they can find you, oh, yeah. um, you know, where can they find you on Snapchat, on Instagram? What's what's the best way to reach out so that you can, they can invite you to a Redskins game? Yeah, so at uh, for Twitter, at Serena, S-A-R-I-N-A, one of the first people on Twitter. So I didn't even have to fight anyone Crazy. or contact Twitter to get me that. Crazy. So I'm that at you Serena. Have that. Yes. And uh, I joined Twitter when you first like had to do text to tweet. So yeah. 
old school. So early um, adopter right here. Yeah, and then uh, on uh, Snapchat and. Uh, Instagram, it's Morales Morales. Morales Morales. I really like my last name. (laughs) And my mom and dad are both a Morales separately and not related at all. For for what I know. That got awkward. The Colombian Colombian and the Puerto Rican were not related when they decided to marry. But it was cool because my mom's maiden name was Morales. That's so so she meant to change her name. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Serena, thank you so much for all this time. (laughs) He's like, we need to talk. Uh, Yeah, no, no, no. Please. Obviously, there's nothing. Well, I mean, I was about to say there's there's nothing wrong. There might be a little something wrong, a little crazy. But it all makes sense now. Good luck with that race tomorrow. Thank you. Kill it. That race, a half marathon, 13.1 But that's nothing for you. That's half a marathon. You've run one of those. You're only putting in a half day's work. Right. No big deal. Yeah, take the rest of the day off. All right. You have permission from me. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) Don't forget, everybody, we'll put everything up for you over on bibmedia.tv. That's B-I-B for Born in Brooklyn, media.tv. And feel free to reach out to us and let us know uh, who you would like to hear on this podcast next. Until next time, everybody, I am Joe Masiri here with Serena Morales. Take it easy. Have a good one. This episode of Broadcasting in Black and White was sponsored by Backpack Broadcasting. For all your live streaming needs, check out backpackbroadcasting.com. And if you've listened to the podcast for this long, chances are you were interested in some of the things that Serena had to say. So we want to urge you to check out bibmedia.tv. That's B-I-B for Born in Brooklyn, media.tv. There you will find links to some of the things we talked about with Serena, as well as the ways you can contact her on social media to invite her to a Redskins game. Just keep it classy, people. And as always, we want to hear from you. Please log on to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and leave leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the podcast and anyone else that we should talk to. As always, we appreciate every listener and sharing is caring. So if you liked what you heard today, tell your friends and check out some of the other episodes. Until next time, everybody, I'm Joe Masiri for Broadcasting in Black and White.